0: Well, you may have noticed that um, President Biden made quite a splashy announcement yesterday. It was about student debt relief, of course, a big issue in the United States where tuition is very high, debt burdens are even higher. It has become a political issue as well, something that he promised on the campaign trail uh, back when he won his election. Uh, And so he delivered on his promise. So what it is, is about 40 million American students uh, will have their student loan debts forgiven to a certain extent. That's about $10,000 total. Not everyone qualifies, but it's a pretty uh, broad group of people, up to $125,000 in salary for an individual, $250,000 U.S. for a household. Uh, So it covers a big group of people. And the way Biden described it was, he said it was to allow students to remove, quote, the load on their backs that is preventing them from moving forward. But over time, that ticket has become too expensive for too many Americans. All, all this means is the entire, an entire generation is now saddled with unsustainable debt in exchange for an attempt, at least, at a college degree. The burden is so heavy that even if you graduate, you may not have access to the middle-class life that the college degree once provided. Needless to say, this has caused a lot of debate in the U.S. There are many who are against it, calling it, saying, listen, essentially you're giving money to, you're punishing those who paid back their student loans. Um, it drives up the cost of tuition if schools think that student loans will be forgiven, so kids will borrow more uh, to go to school. And it's just downright unfair. And then, of course, there are others who point out that Biden's exactly correct. The burden of student loans unnecessarily hampers young professionals or people with educa- college degrees from getting a start on life. So here in Canada, of course, those debates always spill over onto this side of the border. Uh, student debt total in this country is about eighteen billion dollars. Last I looked, there are more than one point seven million student borrowers in this country, and the average debt owe, debtor owes about twenty six thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh weighed in on that debate today. Forgiving student debt is an economic driver. It's going to help young people. It's going to provide them with an opportunity. And it's going to do the right thing to support people who need help in this difficult time. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh there. So would debt forgiveness work here? Wow. Joining me now is Marie Dolcetti-Coro. She's chairperson of the Canadian Federation of, Stud- Canadian Federation of Students, and she's speaking to us tonight from Ottawa. Thank you for your time.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So I know this has, caused, uh, this has sparked a lot of conversations about uh, student loan debt forgiveness, but uh, but what was your reaction to the Biden announcement yesterday? I guess it's made quite a splash everywhere when it comes to this topic.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty exciting news. Uh, you know, folks have been organizing in the States for over a decade on this, and uh Thanks to the work of so many people, the Biden administration is finally recognizing some of the burden that's been placed on young people. So it's pretty exciting, I would say. Uh, But, you know, I think sentiments vary and people are definitely looking at, uh, at what's possible here.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, every time this happens, the the debate comes along, right? So you, everyone understands that, uh, you know, the burden of student debt can be prohibitive for a lot of young people coming out of university, but then on the other side, there's always this talk of, well, it, it, it inflates tuition costs. It, um, you know, rewards bad behavior for those who have paid off their student loans. Uh, how, how do you, how do you square those two things?
1: Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think, um, I think it's certainly important to remember that uh, uh, forgiving student loans is a really good place to start, but it's certainly not, uh, you know, the end of the road or the, the end of the conversation. Um, I think what we're really up against is an exorbitant uh, upfront cost to the ac- to accessing education. That is the problem.
0: Yeah, certainly in the US, we see that. I mean, tuition costs are, are slightly more reasonable here in Canada. But in the US, clearly, affordability of education right off the top is the problem. That's why so many students get into debt. How bad is the burden? Um, I mean, how bad is the student debt burden in this country?
1: You know, it's our, it's pretty bad and uh, we like to, you know, I think, compare ourselves to the United States a lot and say it's it's you know, things aren't as bad here as it is there. But I think it's important that we take note of this big step and actually consider uh, consider doing something along the same lines here. I think um, this is a reminder that, you know, student debt does not have to be the norm. Um, In terms of student debt here in Canada, not a lot of folks know this, but in July of 2020, student loans that were owed just to the federal government surpassed $22.3 billion. And the reality is that half of students studying in Canada go into debt to be able to attend university or college. So you can see that actually for a lot of folks access to post-secondary isn't even an option to begin with because taking on tens of thousands of dollars of debt, isn't an option either.
0: When it comes to to debt forgiveness though, I guess this is kind of a particular issue because it there are, you know, there are those who go to school who take out student loans and then pay them back. Right. So there's always that argument that it, that it penalizes them to some extent. Um, But from what you hear uh, within the Federation, how much is the burden of the debt itself? So when you start to forgive it, how much does it ease the burden on those who are carrying that debt?
1: That's a great question. And I think uh, it's really important to remember that, similar to my last answer, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a first step. So the burden that is eased is significant because people are putting aside Hundreds of dollars a month after immediately after graduating, uh, to be able to start repaying loans, and it actually takes nine to fifteen years for a single graduate to repay a student loan. So that's nine to fifteen years of putting hundreds of dollars away every month. That's a lot of money when you're starting out. You know, when you're 22 and you've just graduated, or when you're starting out, and then when we think about the reality of wages not increasing and the high cost of living, we're in a pretty untenable situation. A lot of students are faced between the choice of you know, being able to afford rent uh, or being able to afford groceries. So I'm painting a pretty dramatic picture, but unfortunately, that's the reality for many students across the country.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess part of the solution here is to try to make education more affordable from the get-go, because I I think part of what people object to sometimes when it comes to debt forgiveness, uh, and the the program in the States is relatively broad. I think it's $125,000 is the cap for an individual, $250,000 for a family to qualify for that $10,000 in relief. Uh, That seems like a lot of money, whereas you could potentially target it to those who need it the most. And I guess that's often the, the critique of, the, of of loan forgiveness is that it it's too broad, whereas you should be targeting it to those who really do need it the most to try and make sure there's uh, as much access to education as possible.
1: Yes, I think that's a, an important point. But I also think it's worth talking about whether uh, these kind of measures do enough to address the root cause of the issue. And we've already noted that the issue is not student debt or student loans. The issue is the cost of education, and so I think it's time we start, you know, thinking seriously about how much it costs to get an education upfront, and what we should be doing to reduce or eliminate that cost.
0: When you look, where would you start? I mean, I know that uh, that you've been asking for, the Federation has been, for years, has been asking for different uh, programs to be put in place. I know that during, you know, over the course of the pandemic, the uh, interest the interest on student loans has been, forget or at least taken away for the time being, at least federally. Uh, what would you like to see done in Canada?
1: That's a great question. Yeah, so there are a couple of mechanisms in place. Uh, there's the Student Repayment Assistance Program, Uh, And as you've said, we've been calling on the Canadian government to take immediate action on this issue by forgiving student debt for loan borrowers that qualify for the repayment assistance program. Um, And we've also been calling on the Liberal government to continue honouring the commitments that they've already made to remove collected interest on loans. Um, But the reality is that these are mechanisms That already exist and they're not doing enough. So I think it's time that we start looking to bold leadership and bigger solutions. Uh, We need to start thinking about what a national strategy on post-secondary education could look like.
0: Marie Dolcetti-Coro, she's chairperson of the Canadian Federation of Students. She's speaking to us tonight from Ottawa. We're talking about student debt loan or student loan debt forgiveness. We saw a big announcement out of the Biden administration yesterday in the U.S. Of course, it's causing that conversation to start again here, not that it's ever stopped. Uh, I know right now the federal government has some pretty targeted uh Student loan debt forgiveness programs, for instance, if you're uh, a medical student who practices in a remote or rural area, for instance, is there a way of expanding those? Is there a way of targeting it in a way that would that would satisfy the federation?
1: Thanks for the question, Ben. Yeah, um, all th- these programs are really, really important programs. Um, there are a variety of programs that exist to uh, help students, but. I think the reality is that what exists and the mechanisms that exist are simply not enough. The choices that I was talking about earlier that students are making between uh, being able to afford, or that students and graduates are making in terms of being able to afford rent or uh, groceries, that's the kind of situation that we're dealing with. And so, you know, faced with, with this situation, I don't think that the question is like, uh evaluating uh the 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 programs that exist and asking uh whether they could be more effective i think it's really like okay what other solutions are there that we're not talking about um i think it's also really important to note that you know we're coming out of a pandemic that has been completely unprecedented Um, and i think that that calls for an additional uh assessment of the state of post-secondary education in this country
0: what would that look like i I mean when you talk about other solutions i'm just curious as i mean i i I gather i mean we're we're sort of all figuring out again again the the specifics of what's been announced in the u.s uh and just how you know how useful debt forgiveness is Uh, i guess it's a bit of a blunt instrument because it happens after the fact right you've already paid up you're already in debt and you know you're looking for relief but what would some of those solutions look like if not something like debt forgiveness for students
1: Totally. So debt forgiveness is a great place to start. Let's do that. Let's talk about the upfront cost of education and how we need to eliminate that cost upfront. Um, I alluded to this earlier, but Canada actually remains the only G7 country in the world without a national strategy for post-secondary education. So students are being left behind. I think another thing to recognize is that post-secondary education is a crucial contributor to the social and economic health of this country, and it benefits all Canadians. Um, The rising cost of tuition and the increased reliance on a very precarious workforce is threatening the access to high quality and post-secondary education, and it's setting us back. You know, my generation is being faced with challenges that have been unprecedented, and Uh, It's time that we start start looking at uh, what other options are out there, I think free and accessible education is uh, a reality that uh, that can absolutely be true here in this country.
0: I guess, you know, because issues such as this one always become political issues, and there is a wide cross-section of people out there now who might not remember what it was like to have to pay back a student loan, or perhaps their student loan wasn't quite as big as the student loans that exist today. How do you explain to them that something like debt forgiveness is money well spent?
1: Absolutely. Well, we know that the cost of living is exorbitantly high right now, and we know that we've come out of a huge pandemic uh, that has been unprecedented and I think what we're talking about at the end of the day is an investment in our young people but also an investment in our communities we're talking about being able to uh, you know support each other and and face the challenges of tomorrow that are actually challenges of today students are already dealing with uh, big, uh, big big burdens uh, like the reality of climate change and housing insecurity um, these are topics that are not uh, foreign to people and are not they're not isolated things I think another thing that my generation thinks about a lot is whether we'll be able to afford to have a family these are big big questions that are not uh, that are not questions that were had before so when we're talking about the burden of education on past generations, comparing the two is not quite the same thing. Do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Maybe explain what kind of bird, I mean, you know, everyone, many people, as you've mentioned before, it's always been sort of seen as a rite of passage, right? Student debt, uh, specifically for those who went on to careers where, you know, they would make it back. But, you know, for instance, medicine or law, where you're investing a ton of money to go to school. Uh, but what would you explain, I mean, how much When you you talk to different students now, or graduates for that matter, how much of a burden is student debt for for your generation?
1: Ben, this is a great question, and I actually haven't been asked this question yet today. Um, The answer is all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, students are, we're on campus, we're going to our classes, uh, we're thinking about whether we're going to be able to uh, make rent at the end of the month, or... Uh, be able to afford groceries. People are focused on getting through school and are taking on more and more debt and are being faced with uh, questions about getting through uh, their week properly, getting through to the end of the month and paying rent for, for the month properly. So, you know, this is a really big, this is a really, really big mental and emotional burden to be carrying around too. It's not just like, An afterthought. I think, you know, some people might say that I'm exaggerating when I say that students are in survival mode. That is not an exaggeration. The situation is very, very bad. And the reality is that it's just going to keep getting worse unless we see some really significant investments and some system changes, quite honestly.
0: And I guess to go back where we began, I mean, debt forgiveness is just one, could be just one small tool, but you're talking about something much bigger. Bigger than that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we know that debt forgiveness uh, is a great place to start, but student debt is not the problem. Tuition is the problem. So let's start addressing the problem.
0: Marie, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Ben.
0: 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere! We're going down! I've
1: got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way.
0: Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all new season of 911 on a new night, Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.